suddenly you get cold cocked in the face from the future. You'd know that Knuckles belonging to that sucker punch anywhere. He's waving around his, pu- uh, his pool cue. Yeah, he's ready to roll. After getting whapped. Yep. Is that whapped or whopped? It's whop. It's the same, like, action balloon that was a few pages ago. Uh, yeah. Uh, next. Trace always knows where you've been. The spineless rat likes to follow your pass trail around and mess with you. Uh, so what? what is the, the trace for three? Uh, because Trace is Spanish for three. Oh, yeah, that's... Yeah. <laughs> I know Spanish enough to know that. Yeah, that's all right. Uh, but uh, we, we, we see, uh... Sorry, I'm, I'm still learning their names of the Midnight yeah. Crew. The the one that is Jade. Uh, oh, Club's Deuce. Club's Deuce. Yeah. We see, we see him in the corner. Yeah, we are looking into the future. He's around the corner just watching as Trace is looking at, like, a weird... Like ghostly ghost, image, yeah, like a ghost of Diamonds Droog in the present, and there's, a, and there's like a trail going backward and forward from him. Yeah, and, and uh, already I forgot the name of the small Club's Deuce. Club's Deuce, as it still has the bomb under his hat. Yes. Uh, next, trouble is, whenever he does, he lets you know exactly where he's going to be in the future. This time, you'll be ready for him. You ready, your Deuce, for backup? Give him a time and place, and exactly what path through the mansion to take. Very nice. Yeah. TD resume pursuit of wounded felt member. You don't know if the wounded guy went up the stairs or came down, or who wounded him and when. Might have even been you, for all you know. Yep. Time travel. Yeah. Let's go up the stairs. Can't overthink this time stuff. You go with your gut and head upstairs. Uh, CD, follow Diamond Dude's instructions. After giving a quick 10-4 over the radio, you take another look at your prisoner. He lucked out. Looks like round two of your brutal interrogation will have to wait. You couldn't find any rope, so you tied him up with a Stretch Armstrong doll, which you happen to have lying around. You don't remember how you got it. It looks sort of dumb, but it'll have to do. Uh, so yeah, they, they do not know what humans are. Yes. But know what Stretch Armstrong is. Apparently. Uh, I wonder if they know who Johnny Long Torso is. That's a great question. Hopefully, you know, that might be the final question of all of Homestuck. Johnny. That's why I was so mad at the end of Act 7. It didn't explain whether or not they knew who Johnny Longtorso was. That may be the most obscure reference on this fucking podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and this is a podcast about Homestuck, which is all obscure references. Yup. Let's just lock Doze in the battle drobe. Time to hit the road. You beat your hostage into the back of your battle drobe with a bull penis cane. Wait, this is a bull penis cane? <laughs> oh. Uh, next. You flip the fuck out over the fact that this is apparently a bull penis cane. Yeah. Meanwhile, yeah. running roughly parallel with present events. We're in a darkened room where a very alive Itchy is playing cards with die. Itchy's got a pair of kings, and Dai's got a pair of aces, and the... I don't know poker terms. Look, there's an eight, a king, an ace, a six, and a two on the table. I don't remember what that's called. Is it the river? Is that what it is? Sure. All right, yeah. I also don't know cards that well. <laughs> okay, well, I can, at least I can say I know the most about cards in this podcast. Yes, I, I know enough to get me through that segment of Red Dead Redemption, and that is it. Fair enough. I think the card's up face up or called the river, I think. Let's go next. 
Uh, uh, suddenly one of the cards is turned into another king, which gives Itchy four of a kind. Uh, and there are now two black licorice Scotty dogs. Oh, there are, that's true. Itchy always cheats, but he's always cheated for the last time. You're gonna jump to a timeline where he's dead. (laughs) I love the use of huge cosmic power for petty bullshit. Yes, definitely. Uh, next. And that is why Dai exi- like, popped into existence. So that was from a parallel timeline, and he jumped to a timeline where Itchy's dead, which is the timeline where Stilts beat, or where Slick beat him to death. Yep. Looks like he got what he deserved, but, uh, as usual, you find yourself in a bit of a predicament. Well, let's make friends with Dai. You introduce your cast iron horse hitcher to your new friend. Dies just on the floor twitching with a very serious looking head wound. Yeah, that is some real stuff right there. Yeah, um, the violence in Homestuck so far has been very cartoonish. And uh, if you're used to Problem Sleuth, you're used to like sort of comedy gore. But yeah. it's kind of a big left turn tonally. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, like the, the gore in Problem Sleuth is definitely more gore. <laughs> Yeah. People get, like, bit in half. There are waves of blood everywhere. Yeah. But, I mean, so far, all the violence at Homestuck has been, like, John hitting an imp with a hammer, and it turns into jewels. Or Dave killing a bird, but we don't really see yeah. it that much. Yeah, you don't really see it. Um, this this definitely feels different than what we've seen so far. Yep. Um, and also, this guy has something in common with one of their enemies in that game. That's scary. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, it is a much more. This is, I guess you could say, the shit is getting real. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if I were to be the worst person in the world and use a TV tropes term, uh huh. You could say the space look was the Night of Cerebus. Mmm. I don't I'm not familiar with that one, and I'm not going to ask you to elaborate. Well, you see. <laughs> nope. <laughs> you can't move on until. I say the command, so... Uh, uh, hmm. We're at an impasse, then. Yeah. I guess we'll just wait here forever. You can't go until I say next. Oh, damn it! Ah, there you go. Gotcha. Die scrambles for a pin. He's been saving for a special occasion. He's got four pins with the, the card suites on them. Card suits, not suites. Wow. Okay. I'm okay. You're okay. <laughs> I, I wonder if they sell those. Like, not, like, even a Homestuck branded, but, like, those just seem like cool things to have. Yeah, I could see that, having pins that have, like, card suits on them. Yeah. That'd be cool. Uh, next. And Dai puts the spade pin in and is immediately teleported to a bizarre, multicolored desert with not one, but two moons in the background, and one of those moons has another moon. Yeah. How many times does he have to tell you? He made this town. <laughs> yeah, so he, yeah, he, he made it. Yeah, uh, do you got any thoughts here? Because this is kind of a, this is something. Yeah, this is something. Uh, there seems to be some sort of city in the background. Yeah. And that perp planet definitely mm-hmm. feels like the, the evil place. Oh, sure. Or it could be one of the kids' planets. Yeah, or, yeah. Or it could be one of the other 
uh, planet from the other thing that we saw like with the eight people. Right, right, right. I will say, the one thing I didn't mention when I pointed out that panel with eight circles on it, that drove fans of this comic crazy forever. Oh, I'm sure. Because it was an, an endless argument over, no, that's just a little bit of like filling in a corner, or no, that's the secret to understanding what's going to happen at the end of Homestuck. It, oh, boy. I'm the sure, arguments. yeah. The arguments over that one stupid page. And just somewhere in the distance, Andrew Hussey is laughing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, HB, stop being SS. You stop not being Hearts Boxcars. I, I like made... how people very much wanted to be Hearts Boxcar that entire thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You've made your way to the felt secret vault. It's bigger than you were expecting. You doubt you'll be able to rely on your usual safe-cracking method, which is prying it from the wall with your bare hands. Oh, that, yeah, that is why he's the tank and the safe-cracker. Yeah. You'll have to think of something else. Do a silly dance. This is just absolutely the most ridiculous thing you could possibly choose to do right now. I mean, come on! Why don't you take a closer look at that safe? Seriously, stop that! He, he's a, having a very serious silly dance. Yeah. He looks almost angry as he dances. Mm-hmm. It's probably the wall from the safe. That notion is even more ridiculous than the last one. Wait, who are you kidding? No, it isn't. Looks like the combination to the safe is entered via the hands of the clock. And you somehow doubt spinning the hands around manually is going to cut it. Knowing these guys, you've got to alter the flow of time itself to make it work. Which, of course, is bullshit. You think you'll just blow it up instead. Time to get deuce on the radio. Deploy Punchbox. You deploy the Wrath Tub. Yeah. So, what, what do you think? I got an item here. So this is... It, I, I said earlier that this was going to be Dave's, but this is obviously John's. It's obviously John's. Dave's apartment only has a standing shower. He doesn't have a bathtub. Whereas John's bathtub has been ripped out of the bathroom already. Yeah, and it, it, the sprite is very similar to this. One might say identical with some hearts drawn on it. Yep. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, there's also a copy of Red Cheeks. Yes. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> Let's retrieve the two of hearts from the backup hat. You retrieve your pair of wax lips. If anyone tried to steal your wax lips, you'd eat their eyeballs and deliver an angry lecture into their empty sockets. Wax lips sucks. Yeah, that's not even candy, is it? It is. It is classified as candy, but I, I argued that uh, classification. Okay. Because I always thought it was just a weird, like, thing you put in your mouth to look like you got, like, silly, super, like, cartoonishly full lips. I have seen them sold in the same place as candy, so unless they're just fucking with me to the highest degree, okay. some people consider that candy. Alright, fair enough. No, yeah, wax lips are the common name of a candy product made of colored and flavored wax. Yeah. What? Uh, I, listen, I know that wax doesn't just mean, like, candle wax, but... I cannot think of a, like, less appetizing description of a food. Than wax lip? The, of colored and flavored wax. Yep. I don't want to eat wax. Let, let's peruse the Red Cheeks magazine instead. Just glancing at it gives you palpitations. Literature for avid, avid cardio aficionados such as yourself. 
those burgeoning red humps, that mischievous little tail, the snug, welcoming cleft. The saucy imagery is hard to beat. Harder than what you beat inside your chest now. Your heart is what you're beating. You beat it to Red Cheeks Magazine pretty regularly, you'd say. Yep. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. HB is definitely much more in the... He, he's open about it. it. Certainly more open than Club's Deuce was. Yes. I mean, I feel like when you're as brawny as HB, who's gonna fucking tell you different? Yep, true, true. Let's let's uh, call cl- Club's on the nearest card. You ready to deuce on the 10-4 cards? Let him know you need a powder monkey on the double. You hear ticking, and it's not coming from the big vault clock above. You hope it's not what you think it is. Next. Oh, no. Oh, God. It's biscuits. His oven timer is ticking. This is no good. It's just a big old orange oven. That's quite the phrase. What, his oven timer is ticking? This is no good. Oh. <laughs> uh, next. Ugh, there he is. This idiot thinks his special oven transports him into the future by the amount he sets on the timer. Well, he's sort of right. But in reality, all that's happening is that he's hiding in there until the timer's up, then pops out. You guess he's relatively harmless if he's alone. You can take him. What you really have to worry about is if he teams up with... Oh, no. That ringing. That god-awful ringing. You can hear it. So he just hides in an oven. Yeah, he travels into the future. Uh, you know, just like everybody. Yeah, one-to-one. Yeah. We're all time travelers. Yes. Uh, next. A beautiful thought. Eggs. Son of a fuck. You might as well just grab one of your axes and kill yourself now. Uh, CD, follow the path. Alright, we're back in the future. In the future, you've already followed the path through the mansion that Droog told you to. Trace followed Droog's past tail even further back, but found a much fresher tail crossing his path. Looks like this little guy's talking on the radio. Says something about how he'll be right there once he gives Droog a hand. Trace decides he'll trace this guy for a while, see what he's up to, and then mess with him, of course. So he went backwards on Droog's timeline until a point where CD's timeline intersected with it because he's moving towards where Droog told him to go. Yeah. That's... I think that's right. As someone that is pretty good at following time travel nonsense, this... Intermission gets a little confusing. Yep, it definitely seems like that. <laughs> uh, let's just move next. Yeah. In the present, you talk on the radio. Say something about how you'll be right there once you give Droog a hand. Uh, Dee Dee, take a good look around the new room you're in. Looks like the trail of blood ends here. Or originates. Hmm, whatever. Something went down here in the past. Or is it about to go down in the future? You know what? Never mind. 21 out of a thousand clocks destroyed, apparently. Yeah, so th- th- it looks like there's in a giant gun battle here. Yeah, there's just a big splatter of blood and just bullet holes all over the place. Mm-hmm. Next. Oh, there's a little, little, little thing. Yeah, there's a little fang on the ground there. Hang on. There's a tooth on the floor. You know that tooth. You've felt its bite before. Finn was here. And judging by the forensics of the scene, the angle it hit the floor, 
the direction of the blood splatters, and how dry the blood is, you think you know exactly what he's about to pull. Or more specifically, what he's about to already have pulled. Next. And now we're in the past. Finn always knows where you're going. He's followed your future trail here. He likes to mess with you from the past. Trouble is, he tips you off to where he's been. This time, you're ready. Wait for it. Wait. Next. Now! And he smacked... He somehow swung his pool cue and hit Finn in the past. It's a real dick move. Yeah. Diamond's Drew uh, seems to not fuck around. Yeah, Diamond's Drew is a very serious business kind of guy. Very serious business. He, he doesn't get into... I, he, I think I already said he, that Spade Slick doesn't go for shenanigans. Diamond Drew but Diamond's Drew really doesn't. Yeah. Diamond's Drew's here to do a job. It, like, Spade Slick will still get in his war chest and pretend yeah, to car. Hop aboard the idiot wagon for a while. Drew walks into a room, looks at some bloodstains, and figures out that there's a man, it, there's a time-traveling shirk man in the past that he can hit with a stick. Yep. <laughs> Next. And now he's shooting him in the past. I guess, so, I feel like this whole little vignette kind of breaks some time travel rules. My best understanding is that somehow Finn has to exist at two points in time at once to do his thing. So by shooting him, he's hitting, like, the present, like, ghost version of him, but then those bullets are in the past because they've hit him. Yep. So now they go through him into the wall. Something like that. Uh, and, like, as the text says, if you want to say it now. Yeah, predestined bullet holes are convenient. Gives you something to aim for. I really like that. That's really a cool thing. Yeah, no, that's a badass thing to say when you're shooting a time traveler. Uh, what's your favorite time travel story? <sighs> um, I mean, the cop-out would be Homestuck. Because uh, <laughs> I do really like Homestuck, and I actually think it does a really good job with time travel okay, rules. Not- I'm a huge sucker for Back to the Future. Yeah. Um, although, I watched that movie recently, and there were some things about it that kind of weird me out now. Yeah, definitely, uh, that's that's true. I, I think... Why, why is Marty McFly's first idea to pretend to rape his mother? Yep. Why is that his go-to plan? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, that's a weird thing, Marty. Marty's, like, uh, a really weird dude, like, if you, like, really break it down. Yeah, kinda. He just hangs out with an old man... That's like a recluse that builds him giant amplifiers and... Uh, I don't know. Um, Primer's excellent. Love Primer. Yeah. Uh, Primer's always been a bit too complicated for me. Sure. I feel like the trick to understanding... To, like, getting into Primer is that... You don't gotta worry about figuring it out because... Like, the whole point is that... At a certain point it becomes so convoluted that not even, like, the characters understand what the fuck's going on anymore. Okay. It just sort of shit's happening... And, like, presumably you could make some kind of causal link of chain reaction of, like, cause and effect that this is why it's happening, but it's grown so complicated that, like, that's not practical anymore. Um, and then the other one I was going to say, the Looper's pretty good, but then it, like, stops being about time travel. Yeah, it... And starts being about psychic babies. I, I do... The moment where Bruce Willis kills a kid and then realizes that it was the wrong kid is a real fucked up scene. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, there's some really upsetting things in Looper. Well, I mean, like, uh, it, it, I always find, I forgot the dude's, the director's name, 
Oh, uh, uh, Ryan Johnson? Is that it? No, that... Like, R-I-N? Oh, yeah, yeah, yes, that is right, actually. Yeah, yeah. Who's going to do the new Star Wars. Yeah, I'm excited for that. Uh, I always find his movies to be super interesting because I never really know what I'm going to... Like, what Ryan Johnson am I going to get in this? Like, am I going to get, like, the, like, almost... uh, kind of, like, somewhat more violent uh, Wes Anderson that is, like, the Brothers Bloom? Sure. Or am I going to get, like, horrible, horrible future murder that is Looper? Um, The episodes of Breaking Bad that he directed are also really, really good. And and also, if if we want to talk about real fucked up time travel shit in Looper. Well, yeah, I mean, there's the one scene that everyone talks about. Yeah. Yeah. That's upsetting to watch. I I, I saw that movie with... uh, family members. Oh, man. And that, yeah, that scene was not great. Yeah. And that man tried, the man crashes his car because he goes to hit the brakes and he doesn't have a leg anymore. Yep. Uh, like, I mean, it's, it's great and really inventive, but also horrifying. Oh, yeah, I mean, I love it. It's just also very upsetting. Yep. Yeah. Uh, in general, I'm actually, I really like time travel stories. Yep. Which I feel like is a big part of... I think a lot of people, when the time travel bullshit started spinning up in Homestuck, they're like, oh, well, fuck this, I'm out of here. Uh, in, in fact, this whole this whole reboot got started because of a time travel story. Uh, what time travel story was that? Life is Strange. Oh, yeah. Uh, because true. I, I recently looked back on the thread to, to find the moment. Uh-huh. So I could caption it and then... Post it as the beginning of the end. Right, oh yeah, I remember that tweet, yes. Um, but it was in a podcast thread, and we were talking about Life is Strange and how uh-huh. that game does some disappointing things with uh, uh, LGBT characters. Yeah. And you said, if you want a something that is better about LGBT characters and time travel, let me suggest yeah. Homestuck. And then I said, I don't know, can you just tell me about it? Yep. And then you said, Ashley, I swear to God, I'll redo, I'll remake. <laughs> and then I said the immortal phrase, I'm a slut for podcasts. <laughs> and here that, we are. That, that's a line to put on your tombstone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And listen, that's my I senior pro- quote. I, yeah. I, we'll, we will get to the thing that I apparently lured you into this with eventually. I promise. Well, I mean, we're getting to the first half. Yeah. We're definitely getting to the time travel part. Okay, yeah, let's 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 go next. Yeah, let's go next. Uh, seven out of twenty-one clocks redestroyed. Let's go next. Okay, okay now it's fine again. Okay, yep. Now we're seeing in the past that trail of blood was from Finn running away from getting shot at real bad. So yeah, so he it was going down rather than up. Yep, but he, but he did go the right way. Yes, he had to go up because he had to yeah. be there. Well, I mean, if he hadn't gone up, it would have been a paradox. Yeah. That'd be awful. Yeah. Uh, SS, rematerialize. That doesn't make any sense. You never went anywhere. Hmm. Yeah. They just, uh, the other guy went somewhere. Yeah, died, jumped to a place where he did dematerialize, but from Slick's perspective, he's fine. Yeah, Die just disappeared again. Yeah. Uh, next. Die realizes there's a cost to settling the score with you in this way. The cost is having to live in a desert amidst the ruins of a dead civilization for the rest of his life. He thinks that's stupid, so he pulls your pin. 
So, yeah. if he does it, then he jumps to a timeline where that person never existed. Correct. Or, or, or at least where that person is dead, who knows how they died. Yes, okay. Um, so that's why he, when he put the one for uh, Itchy, yeah. he came to the time, the the world where Itchy had just been killed. Right, so Itchy still existed in that world, he just didn't exist anymore. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and he, it seems like he's already put in some other ones, so he has... Yeah. Jumped several times. Yes. <laughs> A lot of people have screwed him at poker. Yep. Uh, SS, help the green man live up to his name. And Dai pulls the spade pin and is immediately uh, cut in his throat. That, that, that is some real ass violence right there. Yeah, yeah. When this came out, like, you were there, so like, was this, like, a big shock to people? Um, I feel like at this point, uh, a lot of the readership was still, like, people that had been around during Problem Sleuth times. Okay. So they were kind of ready for this. Yeah. Um, I imagine that there was more shock with it for people that came in at Homestuck. Yeah. Um, and even so, I think there was a certain level of, well, geez, how are the kids supposed to fight this guy? He just fucking shivs you. Like, John has a hard time fighting a little imp with a bunny rabbit. Yeah. How's he supposed to fight a man that's just gonna stab him? Not even stab him, like, just slice his neck. Yeah. With, like, pinpoint precision. Yep. That doesn't seem like something John's well-suited to do. Yep, next. And he's marked die off of his itinerary. Uh, take the voodoo doll. You grab his voodoo doll and stick his pin in there for good measure. Might as well keep track of everyone you've off this way, too. Not that you intend to abuse its power to settle your score. What's the point if you're not going to get your hands dirty? Still, it might come in handy down the road. Lord English is supposedly indestructible. He's rumored to be killable only through a number of glitches and exploits in space-time. The doll may ultimately help you work the system if it comes down to that. Um, I don't know if you get the dumb reference being made here or not. I, I don't. Okay. Uh, do you know the game series Ultima? I've heard of it. Okay. It's like a very old online computer game, and the... I forget the guy's real name, but the creator of it uh, always has an avatar in those games uh, that he calls Lord British. And because he's the creator of the game and kind of a dick, apparently, he just hacks it so that his character's invincible and has all the money. Mm, and yeah, uh, that seems right. <laughs> yeah, for like a run of a few games and like midway through the series, uh, for some people, it kind of became a meta game to figure out glitches that they can kill Lord British, even though he's supposed to be unkillable. Hmm. Um, so now we've got Lord English, who you can only kill by exploiting glitches in space-time. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, that's it. Oh. <laughs> you did it! Clocks, destroy them! <laughs> 29 out of 1,000 clocks destroyed. 5 out of 15 green torsos dead. I, I think this will eventually just start a fire in this house. Yeah, probably. I mean, it seems to be made of felt. <laughs> that, yeah, you know what? You're probably right. All those books in the back, they're just made of felt. Yeah, so in, in the Homestuck movie that I'm 
animated movie I'm making in my head constantly. Uh, sure, of course. Uh, this... Listen, I, I went to film school like this. <laughs> no, listen, I'm not saying that, like, sarcastically. Of course you are. Okay, like, I, I, I wasn't sure. I have yeah. a hard time sussing out sarcasm. No, trust me, I am too. <laughs> uh, this is all, like, done, like, with, like, like, paper craft and... Oh, sure. Like, stop motion. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. I could see that. And it's like, instead of the animation, it's a little cartoon before the movie starts. Right, right, right. And then there's, like... I, I have get, I have remember a bit, and I, I think you've kind of hinted at that these characters show up. Uh, The Midnight Crew or the Felt? The Midnight Crew. Okay. Uh, oh, just in that, like, yeah, Jack Noir is clearly, like, some something... To do with Spade Slick. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, like, when those characters show up, you're like, oh, shit. Those, right, those yeah, guys yeah. were in that cartoon before. Yeah. Um, hey, listen, I don't feel the need to be super cagey about the fact that these two characters that are obviously the same character are, in fact, the same character. Um, yeah. I don't think that's a spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I remember, I don't know if it was right after this or probably somewhere in Act 4 where, like, Jack Noir became, like, more central as a villain. Uh, as he talked about, one of the goals of this intermission was to have, like, a sort of workaround kind of way to show who this character was and, like, build him up as a scary villain without having to, like, go into his, like, backstory in the game or, like, have him confront the kids or whatever. Yeah. Like, at the, like after you read this intermission, when you go back to the main story... Suddenly, you understand the stakes at play when Jack Moore shows up. Yeah, the, the, because he's the kind of guy that does this shit. Yeah, he's a horrible, horrible killer. Yeah. Uh, DD, follow the blood trail downstairs and finish him off. Problem with that is, he'll just see your future trail following him. And that'll be nothing but a loud invitation for him to mess with you some more. Besides, better to leave him alive. You think you know where he'll lead you to. Just gotta be a little more subtle about tracing his blood trail. Keep your future trail out of his line of sight. There's a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, DD understands time travel better than perhaps anyone else. Yep. Uh, Spade Slick returned to being a bo- Hart's boxcar. Spade Slick can't return to being Hart's boxcars because obviously Diamond's Droog is too busy being Club's Deuce. <laughs> not caring about any of this bullshit. Nope. So we have now we're in the present of a scene we saw as the future earlier, where Trace is looking at Droog's past trail. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> you just watched Trace throw a punch into thin air for some reason. That guy's awfully silly. He then skulks off somewhere. You don't realize he's following Droog's past trail through the mansion until he gets to the point where it intersects with your trail, at which point he'll start following you. But we all realized it, because it's obvious and couldn't possibly be more clear. <laughs> uh, CD, implant nefarious scheme. You follow Droog's simple instructions. So simple even a forgetful nincompoop like you can remember. There's a blood trail on the floor that goes in a different direction than Trace went. You decide to follow it because that sounds like a really good idea to you. If there was something you were supposed to do after helping out Droog, you'll be damned if you can remember what it was. So yeah, he's just, uh, tossed Doze out at the spot where Dee Dee got smacked and left him tied up there. Yep. Huh. Huh. Uh, next. 
Uh, meanwhile, in the future, Trace has followed the trail back into this room. Trace catches up to where you were, but you're gone already. All he sees is the long, gross, rubbery arm of your past trail stretching through the room. He finds his comrade tied up with a stretchy rubber arm of a small man. But there's nothing gross or unpalatable about that in the least. Doze unslows himself and begins mumbling something feverishly about his hat. <laughs> he was slowly doing mad. Yeah. Uh, next. Oh, there was a bomb under that hat. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good, yeah. yeah. Next. And there's a huge explosion that, like, blows out one of the walls of the mansion. And they're both dead. Yep. 7 out of 15 green torsos dead, 107 out of 1,000 clocks destroyed. Uh, this is going to be a, a weird reference, but hey, okay. that's been this entire fucking podcast, so... Yeah. Uh, I imagine that uh, uh, Dose uh-huh. uh, sounds like mumbles from uh, uh, Dick Tracy. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just like whenever he does talk, it's always very one hundred percent. That's how I think. Almost having like a British mumble to it, though. Yeah. We could do that all night long, but let's not. Let's go next. Uh, now we're back in the past where <laughs> things are getting very complicated. Yep, because <laughs> we've got. Droog's future trail here, along with the future trail of uh, Trace, Doze, and Club's Deuce. Finn makes his way through the mansion to get some help. He wonders where this little guy's going. Deuce's future trail is headed in the same direction he's headed, by sheer coincidence. Finn decides to follow him for a bit, keep an eye on him. For as long as Deuce's path matches his, that is. There's pretty much no chance he's headed to the same place, though. That'd be statistically improbable. That seems like a really stupid thing to think, but I will uh, let it slide, because that man is bleeding to death. Yep. He's got no idea what these other goons are up to here. Funny, their future trails end here. He's not going to stick around long enough to find out why. He's a bit too woozy from the blood loss to sort out this mess anyway. Yeah, that seems about right. Yeah. A CD, follow the blood red road. It's called the road, it's called the blood red road. Yeah, so we are in the past following Finn here as he follows Club's deuce, while Diamond's Droog sort of sneaks in the background. Yep. It's uncanny. This little guy is matching Finn's route every step of the way. He must know something. Finn decides he's gotta take him out. Yeah, so, yes. Uh, CD is following the blood trail in the present... Right. That Finn is leaving right now in the past. Yes. <laughs> They're both leaving trails for the other one to follow at different points in time. Ugh. Next. But he can't get a clear shot. Too dizzy. And with all that C4 under Deuce's hat, firing would be a bad idea. My god, he's thought of everything! <laughs> Clearly dealing with a criminal mastermind here. Yep. <laughs> Well, I mean, obviously, CD is a bit more smart than we think. Clearly. Well, I mean, he did put the bomb under the guy's hat. That's true. But that was Drew telling him to do that. Okay, true. Yeah. But he remembers. He did remember. Uh, next. Uh, you stop to admire this gorgeous clock. It's so pretty. 
Too bad it's not ticking like so many of the clocks in this place. Not that you can blame them. There's so many clocks in this mansion, it would obviously be impractical to make sure they all work properly. Oh, look! A trail of blood! You think you'll start following it? Uh, HB wastes exactly four hours on this tomfoolery. You hate time travel, 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 you hate time travel! Uh, he is just in a mosh pit of biscuits and eggs, which sounds delicious, but... Yeah, I'm starting to get hungry for some biscuits. Yeah. Oh, biscuits are so good. Yeah. But, yeah, just... I guess Eggs keeps grabbing Biscuits and bringing him back in time with him to create clones of themselves. Yep. And there is a a Biscuit that's got a bite taken out of it. Yes. And also an Eggs with a bite taken out of it. Yep. Next. Above, a spectator has appeared at the strike of four and has been giggling at your foolishness for a number of minutes. Probably, you know, like 13 minutes, probably. Yep. Good guess. Yeah, probably. Clover would have been tickled to help you open this vault. At the cost of answering a few of his clever time riddles, needless to say. If only you thought to seek help first, rather than charging like the silly brute you are into this deadly trap of stable and not-so-stable time loops. Mostly unstable, really. These guys are way too dumb to maintain even elementary looping stability for more than a couple iterations. If you weren't so preoccupied, Clover could tell you that you could use Crowbar's help to pry anything out of a time loop, stable or otherwise. If you weren't so preoccupied, and if he weren't so dead, hee hee hee! was a real jerk. Yeah. I like how the, none of the felt seem to care about each other. No, not so much. Yeah, uh, let's go next. Stitch mutters to himself in his shop. He guesses eggs and biscuits are roughhousing again, because the fabric of space-time is tearing something fierce on Lord English's Cairo overcoat. This sort of thing is exactly why he keeps a backup coat, and always leaves Stitch with one of them. Any gang knows does well to have an in-house doctor on hand, but if you deal in time travel, you better have a damn good tailor, too. So I actually get the reference of Cairo overcoat. Do you? Okay. Um, I believe because there is a reference to it in... Problem sleuth of where it originally came from. Uh, because if I remember right, Mobster Kingpin's ship is the Chicago overcoat. And a Chicago overcoat is a slang for a coffin. Right. Because that is where, uh... Yeah, in, in the same way that, like, a Chicago typewriter is a Tommy gun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, if a Chicago overcoat is a, is a coffin, what would a Cairo overcoat be? A tomb or a sarcophagus. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, also, I just like the idea that Lord English's coat is woven out of the, out of space-time. Yep. And it's, it is very much, this just looks like a Technicolor dream coat from a production of that, that musical that I just named. If, if I knew any song from it, I would sing it, but I don't. Yeah, I don't, I don't either. Uh, call Spades for backup, HB. You tell Slick to get his scrawny ass to the vault. It's goddamn bedlam down here. You tell him you asked Deuce for backup, but surprise, surprise, he's nowhere to be found. Big surprise, you tell him. You tell him that was sarcasm. He says he knows. That's helpful for me, at least. <laughs> Slick says he'll be right there. He'll see if he can round up Droog for support. Next. Droog says Deuce is tailing Finn, while well, he's tailing Deuce. He'll be there to help out boxcars as soon as he and Deuce take care of business with Stitch. 
Couldn't be simpler. Oh, yeah. He also mentioned he pumped Finn full of lead, so you can cross him off the list. You roger all that. Yeah, I would, I, yeah. Oh, go ahead. I wouldn't roger, I wouldn't cross Finn off the list until he was good and dead. Uh, oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. Also, I question whether Spades actually does follow all of that, or if he just trusts Diamond's Droog to know it's what. Yep. Yeah, no, it definitely seems like Droog is like the, the, the brain to the operation, for lack of a better that's, term. Yeah, no, I, I think that's a fair evaluation. Uh, next... Alright, we're back in the past. Finn busts into Stitch's workshop, blubbering something about watching out for the little guy who's about to come in here. He says to watch out because he's got a bomb on his head, which is undoubtedly quite volatile, and even the slightest spark would surely set it off. Stitch sees Finn's obviously in pretty bad shape, and checks his effigy. Sure enough, the thing's in tatters. But he should be just fine if it can be patched up before he bleeds to... And we can see in the background there are several... Yeah, several effigies that are, like, burned up. Yep. Also, these effigies are hanging by nooses. That's unpleasant. Yep. Uh, if he bleeds to next. And he dies, and, yeah, his effigy, like, bursts into flames. And now we can cross him off. Yep. Death. Eight out of 15 green torsos dead. Do you, th- do you think that that happened because he put it in the, uh, the doll? That's possible? I think it was... I mean, yeah, I, that's hard to say. Because he didn't know the exact point... Well, no, he died in the past relative to Slick, so he was already dead. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes. He, he's just putting the pins in the doll to keep track, I think. Yes. Yeah. Uh, CD, burst in, thrust in, bull penis cane. Okay. Everybody have Wait. a goddamn way. You got a hat full of bomb, a fist full of penis, and a head full of empty. The great line in Hope Suck. Yeah, that's a good line. I, I want to say it almost. Be my guest. Everybody out of the goddamn way. You got a hat full of bomb, a fist full of penis, and a head full of empty. A plus. Yeah. Uh, Bravo. Fist full of penis is my favorite uh, porn parody of Fistful of Dollars. Yeah. <laughs> I was just going to say, it's my favorite Clint Eastwood movie. <laughs> Listen, you don't want to see what he does with that fistful of penis. Oh, boy. No, I don't. You're right. He beats Fair his heart enough. to it. <laughs> Next. Stitch says, drop the livestock knob and settle the hell down. He says, you do realize C4 is a stable explosive. It won't detonate with gunfire, right? You say, oh. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like this entire thing was, uh, Andrew Hussey made that joke about, oh, I can't shoot him in the head because the C4's there, and a million people harassed him on the forum about how that's not how C4 works. Yep. Uh, and then when he, like, he put this one out, and it was like, oh, see, I knew. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I knew all, I knew all along. along. <laughs> uh, DD sneak into Stitch's boutique. Drop it and get in. Don't bleed on the suits. Stitch says, huh? Uh, next. Do you admit the thought of carrying an imprisoned tailor wherever you go is gratifying for personal reasons? But in this case, keeping him alive should be useful in dealing with English later. Say, so yeah, he just smashed his face in with his rifle butt and is cramming him into his uh, deck of cards. Yep. It'd be hard to keep a, uh, a number nine... Uh, pool ball in a deck of cards. That's true. 
But fortunately, these objects uh, switch back and forth uh, as needed. Yep. Uh, HB, prod idiots with red cheeks. This predictably accomplished nothing. Taking your smut out of hiding turned out to be a very bad idea. Now copies from the future are appearing left and right, and these clowns have their paws all over it. Slick, where the hell are you? Uh, SS, remove crowbar's pin. All right, he's grabbing at it. Next. Oh. And, yeah, he zips away. Next. And now he's just in the middle of a gunfight between the felt and the midnight crew. Crowbar's alive again. And a whole bunch of other stuff is different. You forgot this gang almost seems halfway competent when he's running the show. The good news is, you get to kill him again. Uh, insert and quickly remove Snowman's pin. You have no idea how much you'd like to. But even you're not that crazy. Still, kinda tempting. Uh, yeah, so he's looking at it. Yeah, he's looking at it. He's thinking real hard. I wonder if what would happen if Spade put the spade pin in. Uh, oh. That's a good question. Huh. I don't know if that's a knowing huh or a genuinely curious curious huh. I'm gonna choose not to elaborate. Okay. <laughs> the next we're doing is sound. Yeah, it does have sound. Getting our first flash animation since the end of Act 3. Yeah. The song you probably recognize because of your uh gluttonous consumption of Homestuck music. I, I, I have not bought the felt music, so this may... No, you'll hear... You know this one. Okay. Actually, you'll know a version of this one. So we were seeing Snowball. Yeah. It's a lady. It is a lady. She's got, like, a black suit jacket with, like, a green outline to it. Yep. She, she kind of looks more like the Midnight Crew than she does, like, the felt. Uh-huh. Oh, she stabs. Uh, yeah. She she told Slick that he had something in his eye, and then she stabbed a cigarette holder into his eyeball and left, walked away. It left a scar. Yeah, it left a suspiciously familiar-looking eye scar. She doesn't seem like a nice lady. No, she doesn't. Oh, okay, yes, I, I do recognize that music now. Yeah. It's three in the morning. Three in the morning. Uh, which I, I will say, I can only think of that T-Pain song? The, the what now? There's a, a T-Pain song where it uses a, a like a, a sample from another song as the chorus. Oh, okay. Where it's a lady going, it's three o'clock in the morning. Oh, okay. Yeah. The conversation couple. That'd do it. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah, the snowman mm-hmm. is a snowwoman. Yeah. And yeah, she definitely seems more midnight crewy than the felt. Yeah. And we do know that the the eight ball, just you know, from pool, is quite a different thing than any of the 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 regular pool balls. Right. That's something else to think about. I guess Lord English must be the cue ball. Right. I guess. We have, or well, nah, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I do, but yeah, you, you of course you fucking know. <laughs> but I'm. <laughs> that makes you because it's the question am I misdirecting you or am I dropping a hint yeah and I've done both in equal measure I assure you oh I'm I'm sure uh next 
Everyone always ceases gunplay when Snowman's around. If you kill her, you destroy the universe. Yep, yep, that seems about right. Yeah, because you can't sink the eight ball without ending the game. Yep. Yep. Uh, remove knife from eye. It's not a knife. It's Snowman's cigarette holder. All you know is she's gonna have a hell of a time getting it back. Yeah, that seems like a real fucking bad... Yeah. That that, just, that would suck fucking harsh. Yeah, just walks into the room. Hey, bud, how you doing? I stab. Walk away. Yeah, that's... That sucks. Yeah. Uh, give it to Sawbuck. You chuck the lance at Sawbuck. But of course it's only a flesh wound. Seems like that's the only sort of wound you can ever inflict on this corpulent lummox. Consequently, you and he both jump to a random point on the timeline. This looks to be in the recent past, when Stitch and Crowbar were setting up the crates for the imminent gunfight, which was very thoughtful of them. Yeah. <laughs> Your goon should be showing up at any minute with heavy firepower. For now, you've got the drop on everybody. Kill something out of rage and frustration. Stitch gets the business end of your saber rattle. He's dead. In this timeline, at least. Uh, I said, bring knives to the gunfight. <laughs> Where do you think you're going, fatty? You'll deal with him in a minute. You whip out your double-edged sword and Occam's razor. Yep. I like that in the background, the sword that he used to kill Stitch is now a playing card. Yep. And the, uh, the, the lance is now back to being a... Uh, oh yeah, cigarette holder. Which, also, man, lance through the eye. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Occam's razor, crowbar's head, make it happen. Crowbar deflects the king of spades into Sawbuck's unmissable carriage. You jump far into the past. Yeah, so we are now in the past that... Oh. Oh. Mm. In the background, we see a wanderer. Yeah. An exile. Yeah. Man. <laughs> this. Yeah, so was it by this point where people were trying to get to the intermission was not just an intermission? I think it was the point where Die jumped and got to the same kind of looking place. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But if you miss it at that point, this definitely... Yes. Yeah, takes it home for you. Takes it home, Stuck. Yes. Uh, that should be our sign off. Take it home, Stuck, everybody. Like, no, he's got to take it home. Stuck. Oh, I see. Okay, that works, yeah. Uh, years in the past. Which is to say the present for the time being. A scurrilous straggler eyes his impromptu desert skirmish. He dismisses them as a bunch of ill-mannered rogues, warranting no further investigation. Although he gives a small nod of approval to the plain and serviceable hat worn by one of the combatants which strikes him as an absolutely smashing display of good fashion sense. It's spades. It's spades. Yeah. Spades used to be an exile. Yeah. But where's this? Yeah, this doesn't look like... Where'd he get exiled to? Because this ain't oith. This ain't oith. <laughs> yeah, this we're, we're creating the stable time loop of spades, spades Slick seeing the hat and getting yeah. the idea for the hat. And then he built this town. He built this town. He built this city on rock and roll. Let's hit Crowbar on the head. Yeah. <clears throat> you can't kill him yet. You need him alive to return to the original timeline. You'll be taking that crowbar, though. I'll stuff him in your deck of cards. You cram him in the war chest. 
saw Buck you need to keep alive, too, for the moment. Not to return to the right timeline, but the right time. Speaking of which, where's Tubby think he's waddling off to now? He's just, he's just kind of just wandering off. <laughs> yeah, he's just, uh, he's just he's not having any fun. He's going Ooh. home. <laughs> just go stab Sawbuck into the time shenanigans stop. You shouldn't do a bit of the old bait and switchblade. You appear in the future. You guess this is after the gunfight is over. The gunfight that never took place since you killed or kidnapped anyone who was supposed to be involved. Looks like only Boxcars is here. Yep. Uh, Carrie Sawbuck like Titan Atlas would carry the world. You order Hearts to drop his tub on the double before this fat lard puts you in a wheelchair. If you take Sawbuck back to your own time and kill him there, that should save you the trouble of hunting him down. Might as well take Stitch, too. Maybe. You're not really sure if that's how it works. You don't really care, though. I don't think that's how it works. Yeah, it doesn't sound right. No, let's go next, though. You dump them in the wrath tub, then stick the tub in your own deck of cards. But you give Boxcars back his sordid literature, which he'd carelessly left in plain sight. No one will ever catch you reading your smut around. And even if you did, that copy of Terrier Fancy Magazine could belong to anybody. No one could prove nothing. Ooh. Oh, oh my. Ooh. Listen, Slick, we... I think me and Ashley both generally embrace an attitude of sex positivity. Don't fuck a dog. Yeah, don't, don't fuck a dog. <laughs> you, you can fuck a heart, but don't fuck a dog. Yeah, don't don't fuck a dog. You can fuck hey, some... everyone. We've had a lot of fun here today. <laughs> yeah. But fucking... <laughs> they don't fuck a dog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, if somehow you find a furry that is a dog... Hey, more power to you. But don't... Don't fuck a dog. Wait, no, you know what, Slick? Don't do that either, because the... The highest odds of you finding that are in Jade, and I don't want that neither. Uh, stick Park Crowbar's pin back in. Let's get out yeah. of this place. Let's, yes. You go back to your original timeline. But now, stuffed in your chest, you've got a live crowbar from another timeline. Brought to the timeline where he's supposed to be dead. So you guess now he's alive in this timeline, which is in part defined by his death? Okay, whatever. You should probably just kill him again anyway. Also, Sawbuck from another timeline is in there too. So, do you guess now there's two Sawbucks? <laughs> this is getting kind of dumb. Yeah. Uh, next. You open the chest, releasing them both. Crowbar doesn't look too pleased. He's pulled, uh, like an Uzi. Yeah. Uh, next. You deflect his gunfire into the awesome gravitational pull of Sawbuck's astonishing <laughs> earth. Everybody, into the past! And we've jumped to a point in time when, before all these clocks got destroyed, and this timeline, Sawbuck was in this room. That's that convenient. Yeah, that must be weird for him. Yeah. Uh, next. You dodge his next round, too. It seems Sawbuck from this timeline, i.e. the quote-unquote real Sawbuck, was in this room at this point in time. He and Crowbar exchange bullets. Off they go. They no doubt go on to spend the rest of their ammunition peppering each other throughout the timeline, destroying all these clocks in the process between now and the present. You guess that explains the mess when you got here. Thank God you figured that out. You'd have surely lost sleep over it. 20 out of 107 clocks redestroyed for the first time. Eventually. You know what? Never mind. <laughs> uh, take a moment to think up some time-based one-liners. Okay, you think you got one. Time travel sure can be a double-edged sword. Wait, that was awful. 
really, really bad. You're sure you can do better than that. There's a little, he, there's a little emoji of sunglasses. There is, and he has stabbed Sawbuck and jumped to a point in time where Slick is in this room again. And about to pull the pin out for... Yep. Yep. Okay, next. Let's see. Sorry to... No. Time's running. No, wait. Fuck. You asked yourself in the past for a little help. Times? Something about time. Time being up? No, wait. How about some kind of clock pun? No. Damn it. Will you just listen? You're almost on to something. Time. Time is... Screw this. Too many cooks in the kitchen. Oh. And just what does this quivering mound of blubber think he's up to? He's up to pulling a revolver. Man, it would real real mean sub. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Sap first, utter puns later. Just as you hear your past self asking what happened to your eye, you jab Sawbuck with your butterfly effect knife. You remember a little while ago asking yourself about your eye and not giving yourself an answer just before disappearing. If you stopped and thought about it for a second, you could have warned yourself and avoided the whole mess, albeit in the process creating a paradox. But your strict policy of stabbing first and answering questions later prevented it. You're sure your past self understands slash understood. You're sure of this because you very clearly remember understanding slash understooding. Yes. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Perfect sense. <laughs> yeah. Next. You are now past Spade Slick. Again. You were just about to bowl Crowbar's pin. You guess all that stuff with your future self and Sawbuck originally happened in this room while we were all off watching someone else, like Diamond's Droog or something. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, PSS. Remove Crowbar's pin. whole bunch of shit happens that we already saw. <laughs> and if we really want, that's a hyperlink back to when that happened. Great. <laughs> Great. You can just loop forever. Uh, be future spade slick. Being your future self is a lot more constructive, because you get to do stuff you haven't already done. <laughs> that's a good lesson. Yeah. Looks like you're in the future. It's a bloody mess in here. The clocks are more bullet-riddled than ever. And it seems Crowbar and both Sawbucks have been decapitated. You're almost certain this is something you will be or were already responsible for. Which, of course, means... More time traveling. Looks like the tub and chest are gone. Which means future you must have packed up and left already. Got to take note of these sorts of things so you know where you are on the timeline. You notice something on the wall over there. Yeah, so this is just a bloodbath. Yeah, this... You're talking about problems with just being pure gore. This gets close. Yep. Uh, let's go next. One of the clocks that wasn't destroyed before is now bloodied and full of holes. Not especially noteworthy. You just have a feeling you should register this fact. 108 out of 1,000 clocks destroyed! What's that on the top left corner? That's some black goose. Yep. Uh, quickly remove Lance from Sawbuck. You pry the cigarette holder from his torso. Whoops, another time jump. This tub of goo keeps going for his gun. Widebody's got to settle his big ass down. Yeah, he's just relentless. Yeah. <laughs> you really should incapacitate him without inflicting another wound. Uh, knock Sawbuck unconscious. Count some sleep, sheep. I don't want to call him that. <laughs> That's too mean. 
That's uh, well, it's it's a flavor of mean I don't endorse. Yes. Hey, everybody, we've had fun here. But don't fuck dogs. Don't fuck dogs. Don't use gendered insults. Yeah. Even if you're a bad guy. Yep. Count some sheep, asshole. Count some sleep, sheep, asshole. Count. Keep want to say count some sleep. Yeah. Wait. The clock on the wall. Next. It hasn't been destroyed yet. But it's about to be. It's ticking down to the time it's struck on in the future. Maybe if you time it just right, you can end this whole mess in one fell slice. Next. You've even got an ice-cold one-liner to dish out when the time comes. You've been working pretty hard on it. Wait for it. Wait for it. Hate to cut and... Wait, no, not yet. Wait for it. Hate to... No. Wait. Hate to cut and... Damn it, not yet! Hate to cut and run. Shit! Hate to... Hate to... Hate to next. Hate to chop all your heads off with this sword. Really sorry about that. My bad. You slay them all with your rapier wit. Very nice. <laughs> yeah, so now we are we are back at the part where... Yeah, we're back at the bloodbath. Yes. He, like, swung his sword around and chopped all three of their heads off all at once. Yep. Which I'm guessing nullifies the the wounds. Apparently. That seems to be the case. If they are dead, they cannot use their powers. That that makes sense. Uh, next. Nine out of fifteen green torsos dead. Two out of nine green torsos deadened twice. One out of fifteen green torsos dead for the first time, but it's an alternate universe torso, so you guess maybe it doesn't count? Seven out of 107 clocks gratuitously redestroyed. And he has replaced Snowman's uh, photograph with an insulting drawing of her. And another gendered insult. Yeah. Blah, blah. Huge bitch. Yep. Yep. Also, he mentions that uh, Doze and Thin- Trace might still be waiting to explode. I think... They definitely die, but maybe that hasn't happened yet. <laughs> uh, next. You grab the tub and chest and move on. That is altogether enough of this nonsense. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, let's call spades. DD. No. You check up on Slick's status. Slick says he killed Crowbar again, Sawbuck twice, and Stitch once. You ask him if that was an alternate timeline Stitch. He says he guesses so. You say that doesn't count. You've got the real one here. You mutter some foul language you can't quite make out, but you tell him never mind and hurry down to meet you at the vault. He says he took some damage from Snowman. You say you know. You're having some effigies made of yourselves with your backup hats. Deuce brought Slick's crumpled backup hat, which he wound up with somehow. Not sure what happened to Deuce's. Boxcars is obviously tied up at the moment, so you can't get your hands on his yet. Slick says he's got both their hats, and he'll be down ASAP. You say, alright. He says, in the meantime, see what you can do about this eye. So yeah, they are now prodding with the penis cane. Yes. A stitch to make them effigies that are hung. Yeah. Uh, and hung from the ceiling. Hung from the ceiling. Hung from the ceiling. <laughs> uh, and uh, sorry, slicks... I, I, I mentioned penis cane and hung in the same <laughs> sentence. Sure. No. These doll. These effigies do not have any uh, discernible genitalia. No. 
and Slick's effigy has a big old gash across its eye. Yeah, so I wonder if they, when they put the hat on, did it just rip? Uh, that would be my guess. That seems to be how these work. That'd be a cool visual. Um, yeah. Just like... <laughs> yeah, so that would be cool. <laughs> no, it was, a good, it was some good Foley work. <laughs> that's, all, that's all natural, baby. All natural. <laughs> that's too wrong, baby. That's too wrong. Who is this person? That's the that's American dream, baby! Dusty Rhodes! Oh. 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 <laughs> one, one, eventually, one of these characters is just gonna have Dusty Rhodes voice, because I love doing his impression. <laughs> I'm down with King the Queen. Not a Destiny, baby. But we will need a lot of voices at some point, Excellent. so... Uh, have Stitch uh, patch up uh, Slick Spade's effigy. Get to work, Thread Monkey. He likes calling people Blank Monkey. Because he called uh, Deuce a powder monkey before. Yeah. It's a weird verbal tick. Yeah. Again, like, I can't. <laughs> I don't know if that is you're hitting at some deep shit or... No, well, no, I'll tell you on that one. I'm just, I'm just talking. Okay, because I was like, I can totally see, like, oh, like, like later on a character's going to say, like, something's a monkey. Oh, and then, oh, yeah, sure. No, no. <laughs> no, I'm, you're giving me a lot of credit. Maybe I'm getting home stuck a lot of credits. Mm, well, maybe not. Not necessarily. I don't think its twists usually work in that specific way. Okay. But it definitely helps the moments where, like, oh, you motherfucker, you've been. Oh, you got me! Uh, have right eye patched up. Damn it! Your sprite was flipped the wrong way! <laughs> so now he's got. His left eye is all stitched up, and his right eye is still gashed open. Great. You get diamonds on the radio and tell him to undo it and wait until you're turned around. He says it's the right eye, right? Were you facing left or right? You say it's only right when facing left. It's the left eye when facing right. He says, oh, so it's the left right eye. You say, yeah, but hang on a minute. You'll turn around so it's right left. He says, okay, he'll wait. Jesus. This is a joke that plays so well in an audio format. Yep. <laughs> also, I like that, like, you know, mostly this has been, like... You know, very stately manners. This just looks like an abandoned place. Yeah, he's in like some courtyard or something. It looks like. I guess like this just reminds me of like I go. I used to go to a lot of like old forts. Yeah, or maybe like, it's like a basement or something. Yeah, like as part of like school, you know, trips. Definitely, yeah. Uh, and so I, I live somewhat near uh, Saint Augustine, which is the oldest city in America. Huh. Uh, which is also the location of the Fountain of Youth, apparently. Sure. <laughs> and if you want to, you can buy Fountain of Youth water, which is just... Oh, my God. ...fucking infused with sulfur. I'm, I'm so angry that that's a thing. Capitalism! Yeah. Uh, next. That's better. Yeah, yeah so now got, he is... Got it all sorted out. Yeah. That also feels like something where people were complaining that uh, which eye was cut kept changing as he turned around. Yeah, Definitely. Uh, arm yourself, in case Can shows up. If Can shows up, none of these weapons you've got are gonna do any good. You admire the lance for a moment. It's a pretty sweet weapon, with outstanding craftsmanship. At least you got something out of the eye gouging. She'll have to pry this thing from your rigid, severed arm if she wants it back. Yes. <laughs> yeah, like I... That 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 one seems blatant. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I believe that's what we call dramatic irony. Yeah, that sounds about right. 
I don't know. You went to you went to theater school, <laughs> and and also screenwriting class. So yeah, I got all 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 up on this. And yes, that is dramatic irony. All right. And also, I've read the uh, series of unfortunate event books where they have a whole chapter about that. Yeah, because that was the whole series like gimmick. Yep. Like here's let's just take a chapter to educate you about something, and then inject it into the story in a completely inorganic way. Yep. I do like the chapter on deja vu. Yeah, that one's funny. <laughs> uh, ride around a horse hitcher pretending to joust. <laughs> yeah! Next. Oh, shit! <laughs> yeah, Snowman showed up at the window. I believe we, we did that pretty well. Yeah, I, I'm proud of how we handled that. <laughs> and now just congratulating ourselves. Yeah. Really drive this home. Yeah. Hey. She looks so disappointed. Yeah. Yes. Yes, she does. The uh, next. And she just fades away from the window. Next. <laughs> you can't believe she saw you horsing around like that. You'll never live this down. Okay, so I just want to say. I just read the first part of this, and it, I, I thought it was a very different thing. I thought it was super funny. Which is, oh, what? shoot up biscuit. <laughs> and I was like, is that some weird drug? <laughs> uh, shoot up biscuit and eggs effigies. Stitch keeps their effigies in a big warehouse several miles away because of their ridiculous duplication tendencies. You're sure as hell not going to drive all the way out there. So you just shoot at them in person. <laughs> this is quite the panel. Yeah, just the, like, right two-thirds of it is a crowd of eggs and biscuits that Hearts Boxcars is lost in. And then in the left little corner, you got Deuce and Droog firing into the crowd, and Clover's just dancing up top. Uh, Clover's is just has a pistol, and the bull penis came in one hand, and it seems psyched. Yeah, yes. Uh, Meanwhile, Droog just has two different machine guns that <laughs> both look like they're supposed to be two-handed. Yep. Well, we know he's he's got this. Yeah. And then the uh, the the guy I forgot his name. Uh, Stitch. Stitch. No, not Stitch. The guy top. Oh, Clover. Clover, the worst spy. Yeah. Uh, is just kind of chilling and also kind of freaking out. He's just like prancing. Prance. <laughs> uh, so let's go next. This was such an unbelievably terrible idea. Yeah, Droog and Deuce just got dragged into the crowd. Yep. It's uh, like yes, there's just a bunch of ringing and buzzing and yeah, just a whole bunch of shenanigans going on. Yep, a whole I, I lot can... of things that will make me feel obligated to put like sound effects into this when I'm editing it. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> you can stop that. Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> uh, next. And Stitch is going to try and burn up their effigies, which apparently it works both ways, and he can do that to kill them. Yep. Uh, charge, Fatelick. He charges in on his horse hitcher and impales Stitch. This is incredibly delirious biznasty. With a cool guy avatar and a link to a problem sleuth page, where I think this goes back to what we were saying about problem sleuth out of context. Yep. Which it's a uh, pickle inspector riding on a giant chess bishop 
getting, like, smacked with a lance and spilling his tea while a bunch of, like, dice roll around in the background. And it just says, this is incredibly silly. Uh, that reminds me of my favorite, one of my favorite problems with g- gags, which is when uh, Ace Dick uh, is is dead and it's talking with death. And, he, and the command is throw tea in death's face. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know the part. And as he's about to throw it, he takes his wig and realizes it's, it's too good. And so he just yes. throws a saucer. Right. And, like, you know, despite, you know, Prompt Sleep is very simply drawn for the most part. Yeah. Especially with the main characters. Definitely. But it's just drawn so funnily. Yeah, Whereas, definitely. like, you can see, like, the, the moment of realization. Pretty good. <laughs> like, hit a stick's face. It's pretty good. <laughs> it's really good. Uh, next. Oh, there we go. That bomb finally went off. So now... Yeah, so now yeah, he is... Everything's synchronized. Scribbled out the... Maybe dead, and now they are yep. super and dead. And now Stitch is dead twice. Yep. Uh, start whacking things with the crowbar. First thing you whack is eggs is egg timer. Probably good. Yeah. So that crowbar I stated previously, and take things out of time loops. Yes. Uh, next. You do this because, of course, you know that Crowbar's Crowbar will destroy any temporal artifact and completely negate its effect on the timeline. Like I just said. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next. And, yeah, instantly we are reduced to just eggs and biscuits. <laughs> one of each. Now, it's time to eat eggs. Or attempt to eat eggs. Your attempt was an overwhelming success. Jesus. His head just grows giant and he just bites his whole head off. That is some, like, adult swim animation. Yeah, you're totally right. It's like some Squidbilly shit. Now I'm just imagining the adult swim Homestuck cartoon. Oh, man. <laughs> it, it would kind it would, parts of it would kind of work. No, yeah, like, yeah, like, parts of it would be, like, super... Actually, go back to what we were saying, I feel like an adult swim problem sleuth cartoon would probably work better. No, yeah, that would probably work the best. Yeah. Uh, but also, I feel like Dave is an adult swim character already. Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> He'd fit right uh, in a, like, delocated or something. Uh, just quick aside, uh, yeah. one of my favorite games of all time is uh, Saints Row 3. And sure. a big part of that is the delocated uh, radio station. Oh, is there? Okay. Have, have you not uh, played that? I, I have it only a little bit. Okay, so... Um, so, you know, like, there's different, and, like, all of them, uh, especially, like, a big difference from GTA, all, I think all of the Saints Row, and this is all personal taste also. But, sure, yeah. Um, all the Saints Row, uh, radio DJs are pretty funny. Uh-huh. Like, the pop guy is just, like, del- deliriously, like, happy and sad at the same time. Okay, yeah. And talks about, like, his horrible life while he, like, plays happy pop music. Sure. Uh, and for the Adult Swim Station, uh, which, like, actually, like, because it is, like, not a genre station, it was always my favorite. Uh-huh. Because, like, oh, you get some rap, and, like, here's MF Doom rapping, and here's, you know, like, a weird, you know, Tim and Eric song, and here's, like, Waves. Uh-huh. So, like, you got, like, a, a nice mix. But uh, it is hosted by the main guy from Delocated. I gotcha. Okay. Uh, and at one point, he talks about his. He, he's always talking to his off-screen uh, and off-mic uh, sound guy. Okay, that sounds all right. Uh, and so like, they have just like long conversations that he that you can't hear half of. 
Uh-huh. And one of them involves the sound guy uh, taking out the knife from the movie Cobra, <laughs> uh, ripping off his shirt, and then carving symbols into himself. Oh, jeez. And, like, the entire time, like, he's, like, saying that deep voice, like, oh, man, that's fucked up. <laughs> that's, that's, that's not okay. And then he, like, he just throws himself against the glass. Here's oh. our future. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Great. Sick diatribe. Let's go next. Biscuits is looking a tad snug in his muffin tray. Uh, next. He thinks it's about time to poke a broom straw in this battle. His dough will live to rise another day. See you in the future, suckers! And he dived into his oven. <laughs> Great. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Yeah, so he will, uh, he will come back later. Yes, yeah, whenever he's set that to come out in the future. A crowbar, biscuits oven, make it happen. You deal the oven a wicked flogging, but not much happens. The oven doesn't really have any magical time properties to be negated. It just travels into the future at a rate of one second per second, like everyone else. And like everything else. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just an orange oven. Yeah. That's uh, put, it. Put dynamite in the oven. You set the bomb to go off in a few seconds, when both it and biscuits are released from it in a few hours. So, <laughs> I don't think CD is following how this works. Yep. <laughs> CD is, like, very sure that that thing is magic. Yeah. <laughs> Which, you know what? There's something admirable about that. Yeah, no, like... That little guy believes in magic, damn it. No matter what happens. Still real to him. Yeah. And maybe uh, sometimes if you believe in a fake thing hard enough, it becomes a little less fake. Maybe. No. No? Okay. <laughs> Let's turn up the heat. Alright. You're pretty sure this oven doesn't actually work at all. You just wheel it off somewhere else in the mansion so it can explode in peace. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like, yeah, if it's not connected to anything, so... Yeah. There's no gas line. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he's just... He's just got, like, a hand truck, and he's just <laughs> wheeling it off. Yep, next. Uh, yeah, we've got another explosion in the future. Twelve out of fifteen green torsos dead. Probably some more clocks destroyed, too. We're getting low on green torsos. We just got clover, cans, and, uh, snowman. Yeah, would, would snowman technically be, uh, a green torso? I mean, I mean, not by looking at her, but she's on the list as a green torso, so... Or would, uh... Or would, or would Lord English be the 15th? Yes. That's a good question. We still haven't seen hide nor hair of him. We've seen, we've seen their coat. Yeah. I'm gonna guess if Lord English is a lord. Yeah. Probably male pronouns. Probably, because it presumably would be Lady English otherwise, but, eh, who knows. Lady English is a pretty cool name. Yeah, it is. Lord English is a good name, too, but... Yeah, they're both like solid. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, they're both great. In case you're wondering what my life is like, I read a long, lengthy thing about... If uh, in you know, if a lord or a prince or a queen married another lady or dude, what the title would be? Oh, huh. Okay, what's that all? What? 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 Tell me more. Uh, so, if you mar- if a queen marries a woman, it would the queen's wife would be a princess because she would be the next in line. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, and same for you know, guy and like. And then, like, if you wanted to use, like, other things for, like, down the line... Wait, but so if a king marries a woman, does that make the woman a princess? 
Well, so at that point, uh, oh, but a king would trump a queen, but two queens, you can't, they can't both be a queen. Yes. Because then you don't have any one person in charge. I see. Yes. Okay. Like, it's just clearly trying to manipulate these old uh, systems of nobility that did not account for alternative yeah, forms of sexuality in their construction. It also did not ever really, a lot of them were mostly, you know, based in male power. <laughs> right, 100%. Yeah. So just trying to, like, somehow retrofit that system onto more modern societies. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it will probably be my Tumblr far, far, far away from when you hear this. Yeah. But I'll, I'll maybe I'll link that to you after Okay. we do this. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious. Yeah, it, it, I did not read all of it. I'll, I'll be sure. Okay. <laughs> to be honest. I just like saw a bit of it. Like that's, that seems interesting. I'll yeah, no, that's super that fascinating. Eat. Yeah. Uh, use crowbar to pry the safe open. Since your expert safecracker apparently spent the last five or six hours being totally useless down here, you figure it's time to take things into your own hands. Huh? What's this little fellow all worked up about? Yeah, Clover doesn't seem to like this idea. Yeah. Also, I was surprised they did not call me a little fucker. <laughs> that just seems like Spade Slicks. It does. He seems to be a very insulting sort of fella. Yeah. Everyone's a motherfucker or a tub of lard or a bitch. Yeah. He's not a nice man. Nope. He, he is not a nice man at all, or nice carapace. Yeah. Uh, let's go next. Clover insists that you reconsider. Using that to pry open the vault would be ever so much bad luck. Like breaking a thousand mirrors all at once. The sort of mirrors that tick and have numbers and tell time and stuff. That's the worst kind of mirror to break, luck-wise. Uh, I've never heard that before. What? That I, I'm guessing that is a a suspicion oh. specific to the felt. Oh yeah, I assume so. Yes. Um. And also, he has a a green little a, exclamation yeah, he's got mark. A tiny green exclamation point. I like how that keeps coming back. Yep. Uh, let's politely ask Clover to, to remain calm. He outright refuses and started doing a really frisky jig. Doody do dee do do doody do dee do do. He begins spinning a fanciful series of riddles, illuminating the true path to opening the vault. Mysterious music fills your ears as your mind assumes the shape of a pretzel. Doody do dee do do doody do dee do 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 That's how the music would sound if you're listening to it right now. Of course, it's great because you know. Yeah. I love the. I really love that there's a non-clickable yeah. volume. <laughs> yes. That's really good. Yeah, yeah. And also, you may have heard my my low kind of gasp slash groan. Because I'm seeing where this is going. What? Where do you see it going? Ask Clover for the ultimate riddle. Oh. You asked Clover to open the safe. He just took out a gun and pointed it at him. <laughs> yes. The ultimate riddle. The ultimate riddle. We've heard of that before. We have heard of it before. Next. What's this? <laughs> you think you can shoot Clover? He's so lucky the gun will probably jam or something predictable like that. Nice try, though. Uh, next. You just start whacking him with a newspaper instead. You don't have to be all that unlucky to get whacked around with a newspaper. It's sort of a gray area. It's a gray paper. Yeah. 
and again, uh, Diamond Druke, fucking prepared. Yeah, exactly. Uh, check it, personal ads for periodicals. Uh, this ain't a real newspaper. It's just a wrapper for your private sorted literature, which no one can ever see. Yeah, he's got a copy of The Gray Ladies. No clothes, no shame, no chroma. Her gray area exposed. <laughs> God. That <sighs> is maybe a bit more nudity than I would expect to see in this. Yeah, it's it's like flapper 20s porn. I feel like there's a certain... Like, I've, I've felt this for a long time. I feel like there's a certain age like of like how old porn is. Yeah. Where it just becomes like okay. Kinda, yeah, because at this point this mostly just looks like tasteful nudes. Yeah. Um like a lot of stuff with like, you know like old art of like I would never take like tag like Renaissance art of like you know like I'd never tag that not safe for work. Right. Yeah. Here's the question though. And <laughs> maybe it's probably a good reason no one's ever done this, because we don't really want the answer. If you were to take a UV light to some of those paintings, would there just be just old stains all over them because they were used that way? Let, let's listen. <laughs> yeah. Those people commissioned those things for a reason. <laughs> I mean, people commission porn all the fucking time That's now. That's very true. <laughs> we, yeah, it's... Yeah. No, I mean, listen. Really, yeah. Everyone has been horny forever. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, really the only thing at all, like, sultry about these is the woman in the middle who's, like, laying flat on her stomach, nude, but it's just, she's smoking a cigarette and giving a very, like, eh, eh, kind of look eh, at the camera. Eh, eh, eh. Yeah, uh-oh, it's slipping out a bit. Your appetite for monochrome beauties is nearly on public display. Gotta keep a lid on that smut, especially with Clover around. Is like Clover a kid? I, I think that's how they think of him. He's small, at least. And he's four, so... Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. also good for me, Clover, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I wonder if this gray stuff ever comes back, because I know the trolls are gray. <laughs> that's a good point, they are. Next... Oh no! Yeah. Suddenly the whole vault room is shaking. You wonder what it could be. It sounds suspiciously like cans is about to plow through the wall Kool-Aid Man style. You pray to God that it's not cans about to plow through the wall Kool-Aid Man style. The, the, and, yeah, Clover's yeah. just straight up staring at that porn. Mm-hmm. Reach for, reach for your dreams, Clover. <laughs> uh, next. All of a sudden... Cans plows through the wall, Kool Aid Man style. <laughs> yeah, Cans uh, is gargantuan. Yeah, Cans is huge. He's like an ogre. Yep. Uh, resist urge to shout. Oh yeah. Oh no! <laughs> he just got fucking cold cocked by a fist twice the size of his head. Yeah, that that probably wouldn't be good for you. Yeah. It says clock. Uh, next. He punches you into next week. You find yourself going about your business a week later. Oh god, I remember this. Do you? Like I like I didn't remember it until this very moment. Right, yeah, suddenly it comes like flying back. <laughs> like this fucking joke, I was like, oh Jesus. Yep. Looks like you're doing a little grocery shopping. You're a bit confused, having no memory of the previous week. You have no idea what's on your grocery list. Are you out of milk? 
What kind of produce do you need to stock up on? It's all a little overwhelming. And to make things worse, the selection has too many prices and values! Another sweet bro and hella Jeff ref. Yep. <laughs> uh, use Egg's body for betas for cans. You flail oh. the... Yeah. Yes. Yeah, you flail the torso cans word in an attempt to placate him with the red meat, which is a classic problem sleuth move. Uh, a, a classic battle, battle technique. Yes. Please, please. <laughs> and I, I, this isn't a surprise, but we do see for sure that HB also has that uh, barcode tattoo. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, next. It doesn't work. Cans clocks boxcars entirely out of the current calendar year. You land in a totally different, outdated calendar. It's it's about horses. It's a, it's a horse-themed calendar. The wind of heaven is that which blows between a horse's ears. <laughs> Little side, I put on Twitter, uh, what would be better, um, a... A problem sleuth or uh, adult swim cartoon? Yeah. Or a homestuck uh, animated movie? And our good friend Melissa says, I choose death. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right now, though, it is neck and neck. Yeah. At two votes and one vote each. I'm voting for problem sleuth. I think adapting homestuck to anything less than like 12 hours would be real hard. Yep. Uh, I, I think I said next. Okay. Looks like this one's themed with spirited horses. It'll be up to your ass and horses for a whole year. Just great. This is just what you need to be doing. Farming all these goddamn horses. Fucking pain in the ass. I love this joke so much. Yeah, the... He's so angry about it. The, the, the one at the, the bottom, uh, like, second from the right, where he's just in the background is really good. Yeah, yeah. Also, I, I just love... Uh, this dude's name. Uh, Hearts Boxcars? Yeah, Hearts Boxcars. Just fucking mad at everything. Yeah! It's just and like, in a way, different from Spade. Right, he's just exasperated. Like, oh, fucking goddammit. Fuck, yeah. God damn it. But, like, he does it. He still cares for the horses. No, yeah, he he is caring about those horses deeply. <laughs> he's but he, he is angry about it. Yeah! It's uh, a kid that doesn't want to clean his room. Uh, just uh, Spade's like ignore him and just pry that safe open you don't care what the consequences are you're gonna crack open this safe and be done with it this whole intermission was starting to get a little punchy anyway yeah it's it's really punchy yeah next the massive release of temporal distortion from the vault transports you to a highly unfavorable timeline looks like the entire mansion was leveled except for the vault and its enclosure Everyone's dead except for you and you-know-who. But at least the safe's open. 1,000 out of 1,000 clocks destroyed. 14 out of 15 green torsos dead. 3 out of 4 black scofflaws offed. Yeah. Yeah, the whole midnight crew's gone other than Slick. I'm a member of the, the midnight, midnight crew. Let's... Enter the vault. There's nothing in here except an opening in the floor. There's a door with a keyhole. And you have a feeling you know how to open it. 
You only wonder why English's treasure would be locked behind a door with a spade on it. Yes. Yes. Why? Why indeed. Let's dramatically use the spade key. Yes, this is what the spade key was for all this time. You dramatically wield the spade key in a matter-of-fact manner. Let's peek inside the keyhole. What keyhole? It was clearly a barcode scanner all along. Like the kind they sweep groceries over at supermarkets. That reminds you, you should really do some shopping next week. <laughs> You're not going to peek inside because the lasers could blind you in one eye. Oh, wait! <laughs> uh, use rules card for blackjack. This was never a problem because there's clearly a barcode printed on your rules card for blackjack. As well as your arm. But hmm, there's nothing wrong with a little redundancy, you guess. Get on with it! Huh? The bullet was just shot right through the card! Huh? Uh, next. It's Snowman. She's there with a revolver and a whip. You can never have a, a noir-based thing without the lady at the end. Right, yeah, the femme fatale here to, to be the final showdown. And she's got a whip. Yeah. Because of course. Of course she does. Why not? Yeah. Next. Oh, are you looking for this? Well, come and get it, you contemptuous she-witch! He's got she the cigarette yeah. holder. She-witch is better. Yeah. Not a long history with she-witch. Right. Uh, next. And she sends that whip through the air. Snowman's black inches have no doubt been responsible for more than a few red cheeks. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. <sighs> next. Also, Snowman looks real cool with this whip. Yeah. And the whip wraps around his arm and just rips it the fuck off. <laughs> yep. What was that about prying that from his severed, severed rigid hand? Yep. Well, nothing yeah. like redundancy. Nope. Except she yes. also just stole the arm with the barcode on it. Yep. And she is disappearing and locking him in the vault. Next. He looks real sad. One arm, one eye. Flip your sprite. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you gotta flip it turnways. <laughs> yes. And in doing that, now the barcode's on the hand that he still has. Amazing. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Boy, by the end of this, he ended up with a scar over his eye and one hand. That sounds familiar. Yeah, it does. Doesn't it? Let's scan the barcode, though. He does that, and he opened up the hatch, and there was one of them spur things underneath it. Yep. Next. He goes down a ladder that looks suspiciously familiar. He does. Next. And down into a type of facility that I feel like we've seen before. There's a lot of black ooze. Yeah. Next. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. He's at a console, much like we've seen WV use, but with 12 screens and only one lit up. This guy again. Been a long time. The little guy, he got yeah. gray skin. Yeah. The little horns. Uh-huh. Almost looks like a troll. Mmm. A 
listen. There's, there are some things that were impossible to not know about Homestuck. I know what fucking trolls look like. I know. Next. Hey, kid. Yeah, you? And, yeah, here we go. We got a shot of uh, our first troll. We, yep. We see him now. So, at this point, we're not told anything explicit, but we can make a few deductions. Yeah. If you n- know your random bullshit trivia, you will know that the logo on this troll shirt is the si- the astrological symbol for cancer. Yep. And if we think back to the trolls we've seen, one of the ones we've met has had the handle carcinogeneticist. Yeah. So it seems likely that this is who that was. CG. CG. And if we work from that point, then we can figure out that probably the trolls have, like, an, a Zodiac motif to them. Yes. And if we think about that, we've seen Audios Toreador, which sounds like a Tauros reference. Yep. Is that what it's called? Tor- Tauros? Yeah, Tauros. Okay. And then Grim Auxiliatrix. Auxiliatrix is a fancy word for virgin. That's the Virgo troll. Okay. Yes, I... I people have asked me what my sign is in and said, oh, tough luck. <laughs> So, yeah. I'm excited. I, hey, I'll give you a hint, because we have actually seen the screen name already, even though we haven't talked to the character. Uh, the screen name of your uh, your astrological troll is uh, Caligula's Aquarium. Okay. Yeah. And I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I'm sorry, too. <laughs> let's, let's just move on. Let's go next. It begins to dawn on you that everything you are about to do may prove to have been a colossal waste of time. And now we're back to when Jade was looking at MS Paint Adventures, she saw a badly drawn uh, picture of John during the intermission in the webcomic, in the webcomic, in the webcomic. And now this in the webcomic, in the webcomic, is matching that art style. Yep. Also, we did not mention that uh, CG's sprite is also in this shot, and it's a weird, like, crab monster. Which reinforces the whole cancer thing. Yes. Uh, let's end. Did we describe the troll? Yeah, we did. Yeah. It's a gray boy with orange horns. Yep. It looked like a can of corn. Yeah, yeah. And... Intermission. Intermission's over. So... Just... what, What are you thinking? Um... Hmm. Yeah, so Spade Slick will take ton of, is the Wanderer for lack of the Exile. Sure. Uh, for the Trolls. Mm-hmm. Um, and we see that the Trolls also use Capture Logs. Yep, yeah, he's got some Capture Log cards down there. Uh, they, we see like that it is very similar to the what we have seen from John and the, the, the kids. Yeah. So we can assume that they are playing some version of Spurb. That seems like a logical deduction. Um, it seems like they are. It's a you know, Spades like he has lost the arm, and he has lost the eye. That is, uh, works with the doll that we've seen in the that has been. You know, put over all of the imps. Right, yeah, his his sort of uh, whole body type matches what John's prototyping did. 
Yes. Um, yeah. You have to wonder if that was because of, like, the prototyping, like, Destiny, because John made that prototype that, you know, destined Spade Slick to lose his arm and his eye. Right. Or if it was the other way around. And if John was destined to uh, eventually have that thing lose its arm and lose its eye. Sure. To match up with Spade Slick. Um so let me ask you this. We, like you said, it, it would make sense to say, well, he's clearly the WV for the trolls. Um, how does that fit in with the Jack Noir we've seen, uh, like, fighting John's dad? I mean, that would have to take place before this, right? Because he still has his eye in his arm. Yes. Or from another timeline. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, that would, that would work. Uh, the it does still sort of beg the question of how, like, someone that is associated with these this game these kids are playing is now on Troll World. Yes. Um, and if mm. the trolls are doing this too, is it is it maybe a situation like Jumanji where like the kids in that movie like summon Robin Williams? Is this is CG Robin Williams? <laughs> Possibly. Okay. Uh, I'm still not sure. Okay. Okay. Well, All I want to know... Yeah? ...is what happens next. Yeah, I, I don't blame you. Um, that, yeah. Should we end it there? It is 2 o'clock for I, me. Yeah, I assumed that we were going to. <laughs> yes, I, I, I assumed too, but I wanted to make sure. Oh, you had a good ending point. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Which, of course, now I can't use that. <laughs> no, you can you can just cut it out. No, no, now I'm just going to, like, have this part in. Oh, goddamn! <laughs> just have it at the end of the episode. Like, make it all nice and then nope. just have us. Not good. Do it. Damn it. <laughs> God. Damn it. Yeah.